We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, everyone? In case you haven't heard, Blue Wire Studios just dropped their first original podcast, Golden Goal. The show gives you 10-minute episodes all about soccer legends and the moments that made them. Whether you're just learning about soccer for the first time or a diehard fan, this podcast is great for everyone. The final two episodes are live right now or binge the entire season to learn about your favorite soccer stars. Check out Blue Wire's Golden Goal, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Another episode of Little Legends Podcast. I am your host, Blevins. With me, as always, is Boop. What's up, buddy? Dude, we got a straight harmony there at the end. I think I I, I, th- I don't cut it off because I can't go longer. I cut it off because it's probably the most annoying thing in the world for at least oh, 60% you know, if there, of the audience. If there was an award <laughs> for... Uh, I turned this off because the beginning sucks. We probably we probably win. But if you make it past the initial screeching, I think there is a moderately capable podcast. Uh, <laughs> There's a marginally words. listenable podcast. Yeah. To be had each mm-hmm. and every single time. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, who we've had, we had some uh, we had some combos uh, before the show about TFT in general. Uh so we're going to be talking about TFT, of course. We're going to be talking about the patch. Today, we got the new patch, patch 10.15. We're also going to talk about the state of the game at large and how we're feeling personally and what our perceptions of the of TFT, how the TFT community is taking it and whatnot uh, at large here. So we, we've got a packed one. We got a packed one in. Um yeah, yeah, uh, we got we got a. It's more than a six pack, even. It is a full beer belly. 
Uh, full of, beer belly. Philosophical discussions to be had moving forward because I think we're in a little bit of a dark time uh, right Not just now. A lot of, of people. Dark stars. Yeah, a lot of. <laughs> God damn it. Um, a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people concerned. Still no spectator mode. Still no idea on when that's coming. Um, but first, let's talk about the patch because I think that kind of yes. leads into the obvious transition that Mort and the team are moving into in response to the community's feedback a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. And I think it would be really good for us to talk about whether that's a good thing or yep. or not. Uh, and we'll, and we'll yep. talk about all of the deep details after the patch today because we are going to be using that patch as an example for a lot of our talks. Yes, so we're going to be getting into the patch. But first... Everyone, make sure you're joining the Little Legends Podcast Discord, discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. We are currently doing game night, official game night, every other Tuesday. So the Tuesdays that uh, we're doing the show, which is on Patch Weeks, you can come right here and watch the show live at twitch.tv slash the Blevins. Uh, and we will let you know on Twitter and all that. You can uh, at LIL Legends Pod on Twitter. Um, and the other Tuesday is going to be uh, game night in the Discord. Uh, so join that. And then that's the official game night that we're going to be at. But if you want to do a game night on any given night, by all means, go ahead. I know there's a lot of folks that are still looking to do Fridays. And unfortunately, Boop and I can't come to Fridays. But that doesn't mean that you can't use the Discord and organize. I know there's a lot of folks. And Bam, uh, Eric Thomas, Ice Blaze, the whole crew in there always looking uh you know to play on friday so if you're looking to play uh there's the the game night uh discussion or the the game night text channel in there just throw a message in there and let people uh let people know that you're playing or you're looking to play or just you know sometimes i just jump into a voice channel and people people show up so always fun if you're looking to do that but without further ado boop let's jump in to the 1015 patch notes. So we'll start it off as we always do by reading the little intro that they gave that they've given us. Welcome galactic explorers. <laughs> In a world where the mightiest of champions have fallen under the darkest star, a chosen one rises in even the tiniest of patches where galaxies rich with plunder bring coins to heroes of patches past. This is where the meta settles. This is where the forces of good make their stand. This is a universe worth fighting for. This is patch 1015. Let's get into it. Boop. We've got some system changes, some trait changes, a lot yeah, of champion but first, challenges. But first. I'm sorry. But first, let's talk about that intro real quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> because it's trying to say something, right? Um even in the tiniest of patches, right? Yeah. Like they're trying to, this is patch 10.15. Like this is, yeah. we're listening, right? It's kind of like what that yeah. says to me. I mean, it's a, a direct call out. I mean, it says darkest of, star of right themselves, <laughs> right? And this is not the first time Galaxies has kind of found themselves in this position. I think yeah. maybe when they, anyways, let's keep going. But yeah, well, something we're, we're, I kind of want everyone yeah, to, to. A frame of reference. First, yes. Systems galaxies new galaxies the plunder planet all champions have a chance to drop a coin on death especially the first few so just don't run space pirates on that map or, or maybe they give you more they we'll do gi- they do give you more i've seen i saw more okay on PB. All, right, yeah. all right all right the nikoverse has been removed from the game 
Uh, I know a lot of pro players excited about that. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, it, it's, it's no longer just uh, whoever hits the first gen wins. Uh, the Galactic Armory Galaxy has been adjusted. All players now get the same three component items rather than two completed items, which Ooh, is an amazing That change. is really awesome. That is actually yeah. really cool. Super, pretty self-explanatory and why that's awesome. Uh, but mostly it's just more flexibility, right? Like the players get to play those items how they want rather than how the game wants them to. Right. And um, that's awesome. Uh, and I'll go ahead and do traits yep. just real quick because there's only one. Uh, Celestial. I was going to say, going from I, was, 20, I was wondering if you are going to say it the right way. He did. 20, 45, <laughs> 150 to 15, 45, 150. So a tad a bit of a nerf yes. uh, for that two-piece because a lot of people just slam in that two-piece, uh, especially with Ash uh, in the late game and mm-hmm. it's given them a little bit too much uh, extra auto attacks, which leads to extra ultimates and stuff like that. So it's a good change because no one's really running for Celestials, so they didn't really need to change that. I wonder if that's going to be a uh, a a a post for 246 traits moving forward uh, where it's like the two trait is like super weak or like just very minimally impactful because it's like it's kind of free, right? I mean, it, it obviously depends on the the mishmash of champions and whatnot, but like the two splash is pretty free for the most part, especially when like celestial or like chrono or mystic where it impacts your entire team. It feels like you want the two to be very minimally impactful and then four can be big and then six can be something that's chaseable. Like that seems like it should be like really low. Then uh, like, like really low. Ooh, I hit my mic really low then like medium low or maybe medium high depending on what the trade is and then super high for six not necessarily like low medium high if that makes sense I'm yeah just, and yeah because there, there there's also like a lot of people are just putting in two pieces now which is right. fine i actually really like that kind of gameplay uh because those two pieces are really good in terms of reacting to your lobby oh yeah. there are a lot of star guardians in this lobby let me put my mystics in just real right. quick right or maybe let me do my four mystics comp uh, mm-hmm. this time around uh, i like that and i like the two splashes being impactful um mm-hmm. and i'm not it's funny that celestial is the one that's getting impacted here going down just five but that's kind of a lot um yeah. in, in in the grand scheme of things for a two piece so you're gonna have to your your rage blade uh, ginsu's ash isn't going to be uh keeping itself alive as right, easily as, as before <laughs> um because you know more attack speed meant more lifesteal yada 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 so mm-hmm. i think this is a good thing but a lot of people are putting in those two pieces and i like the way that plays out we'll talk about again what that means a little bit later because uh, well, it's definitely something i want to kind of think about because we don't did people like blender did people like the fact that you didn't necessarily need to chase uh six pieces right or right. do you want like a solid four piece type of synergy with a bunch of other blundered type of units which yeah is two vanguards blah 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 i mean right yeah i liked um or like if we if we can take apart the the fact that dark star um because of jarvin and and shaco really it is slash was uh pretty broken i actually liked the way and, and sorcerers too actually fit the same way it's like the two piece is always going to be good and and you're kind of accidentally getting the two piece a lot of time if you're playing like anything remotely in that sort of like tree of playability you're going to get two sorcerers relatively easily right um so it's almost like free 
And then maybe the core is four, which is strong. And it's something that you actively need to think about. Like you can still relatively easily get four dark star or four sorcerers, but it's not like you're accidentally doing it or you're really, really freely getting it. And then six is like the chase where it's like, okay, you are making serious concessions in terms of frontline or something else at some point in the game to get the six piece in right uh you don't really make concessions in dark star which might be part of the reason why it's it's super strong but like six sorcerer for instance it's like okay if you're level nine that means you have at most three frontline units and six backline sorcerers right and like any can be any can be a uh a frontline and etc cetera, etc cetera. but like you get what i'm saying is like Two is essentially you can get it by accident. Four is you're making somewhat of a commitment and getting a relatively strong payoff. And six is you are actively taking things like, can you run uh, Wukong in a six sorcerer comp? Maybe, but you can't run Wukong and Nar and this and that. Like uh, you're making serious concessions in terms of uh, like generally playable units to get the, the higher synergy. And that I think is an interesting decision to make because Depending on the meta, the sorcerer comp isn't just always get six sorcerers and go. It's sometimes get four. It's sometimes just do two or it's four with more frontline. It's four with Riven carry, etc. I think those are interesting. It's interesting to do that. I, I don't like it when it's just like, oh, well, I accidentally have four or like <laughs> I have I, six I, infernos and four shadows. Right. Or, or it's it just like uh, I ignore every. Yeah, like Inferno and Shadow is the same thing where it's like. You put your your horse blinders on and it's like if it's not Inferno and it's not Shadow, I'm not picking it. I can't pick it. I can't play it um, where those those felt strong at times. Um, but like when they were strong, it was just because of numbers and it wasn't fun necessarily. It was just yeah. like it was the strongest thing. So I played it and I put my blinders on it and there was really no the, the mid game kind of made a difference. But it was just like I just play every Inferno GG. But. Uh, that was more of a tangent than I was expecting to go on, but it came to me, so I went on it. Let's move on to Tier 1 champs. Graves Smoke Crazy. Grenade Blind Duration is going from 2, 3, 5 seconds to 3, 4, no. 6. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going <laughs> to jump in real quick here. So this is, in my opinion, one of the best counters to Shaco in the game yeah. upcoming because of this change. We've all blindly missed our shots facing face to face as you know <laughs> against a graves and now it's gonna be three seconds at level one four seconds at level two that's a yeah. lot um that's two or three auto attacks uh for a shakeout the yeah. ult i think also misses so the yeah I that's think so too big big deal and the other big thing about that is blasters have had a little bit of an issue this patch so maybe bringing him in as a counter to dark star brings blasters up a little bit yeah. as a more direct counter i don't know but this is going to be very, very annoying. I might be overreacting, but four seconds feels really high to me. So <laughs> and um, it can be really frustrating set, to lose against a Graves in that way. Yeah. In set one, we had Graves and he was a one cost unit. That was a little bit weird. Um, he had the weird AOE spread for his attack and that was his whole ability. But you could make the red buff double rfc graves and it was what did we call it the lawnmower was that what it was yeah yeah now what if you make a graves with shojin what with with shojin no no no, not even ap shojin 
Rage Blade or like double Shojin Rage Blade. Is it all of a sudden like the leaf blower where you're shooting you're shooting <laughs> leaves at them the whole like over and over again? Oh no, with the blue buff. So it'd be like is it like is double... he better with blue buff or is he better? Uh, with... I, I, well, I think with those What's items, mana? blue buff for the first cast, and then oh, blue buff and Shojin. Rage... Yeah, blue buff Shojins and Rage Blade or double Shojins. Right, Just that's so what I said. So double get... Shojin, double Shojin. Yeah, yeah, and Rage Blade. I, I added the Rage Blade with the blue buff though. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, and um, that's going to be super funny, and people are going to try it. It's it. definitely going to be a mean build. I want it. Um, I want it and to work. we'll see if it works because it's gonna it's gonna really hamper things like uh, uh, Shredder too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's gonna be annoying, especially um, early and, game and mid game. Yeah, especially early game. If you get it really early, Graves too. I mean, Poppies will be fine. Your like kind of protector should be fine, but your Shredder types and your Caitlins. Yeah, they're gonna have a hard time. Well, and another buff that we'll talk about in the tier two champions uh, will also increase Graves' uh, uh, <laughs> stock a little bit. But before we get to that, we've got the big one, the monkey in the room, not the monkey, the elephant in the room. Jarvin's ageless standard bonus attack speed is going from 75, 85, 95% to 50, 60, 75%. His tier three now is what his tier one was before. I don't know if we've seen a nerf of this magnitude before ever. I, I honestly oh, don't. Man. I don't think we've ever seen it shifted from this was the old tier one. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever seen it go from the tier one version is now what the tier three version is. I don't think we've ever seen that drastic of a change. Not that I can remember. I mean, they tried their best to, to knock Jarvan out, and uh, we're going to be using him more as a tank now, as instead yeah. of like as a utility uh, situation, because the attack speed is still always going to be nice, right? But right. that's a huge nerf. We'll I'm, see what happens there. I'm not yeah. sure that even this nerf is enough to kick Dark Stars out. Um, no, and yeah, I don't think you want it. I don't think you want to kick dark stars out i think you want um like you want uh let's save this let's save this okay this that this that's like the core argument to what we're going to talk about later so let's save it all right let's do two uh tier two champs boo all right here we go tier two champions darius health 750 to 800 darius total mana 60 to 50 lucian total mana 0 35 to 0 30 lucian relentless pursuit damage i feel like this ability has been touched i think more than a lot of other abilities have in yeah. this game uh, yeah uh 150 200 375 to 175 250 to 5 wow uh 250 to 550 wow uh, is Rakan, right that's a uh Rakan health going from 7650 that's good um he shouldn't be holding his time to go to work is. um <laughs> all right do you want to talk about tier two do yeah you want to finish okay cool big d darius getting a buff uh in both health and mana um so again i mean maybe we see space jam come back uh, darius is one it's tough i think it's really tough to buff or even nerd. Darius is in a really weird spot, right? Because he feels like he has a lot of the times he feels like he has no synergies. Because like, do you care? Like, do you really care about? Oh, there's like a little spider here. Do you really care about? Uh, um, 
space pirate most of the game or in in most of the game most games no you don't and do you care about mana reaver in most of the game in most games no not now because you don't have you there's only two other mana reavers and one's a four cost and one's a five cost um right and it's completely utility focused right and it's completely it doesn't synergize with him whatsoever um so He's not, I mean, now he's just naturally a little bit more of a tank and he's going to cast more often. Obviously, his most compelling use is as, uh, or or at least his most fun, yeah, is as a carry, right? So, but the way that Darius carry works inherently is it's very, it's very, uh, like on off when he's on famine. Yeah, he's exactly feast or famine. He is destroying your team, or he's doing a chunk of damage to one hero, and then it takes a thousand years to cast another time, and he's probably <laughs> dead. Now we're at least going to have, you know, if he misses that first cast, he's going to cast again earlier, and he's going to be able to survive longer. So I do like that. I just think it's really tough for Darius to be. It's really tough for Darius to be like a middle of the road to decent unit he just feels like he's either nothing or everything. I think that's fine uh, yeah. because of how he is in regular league of legends. Sure. Uh, in a and, game and an LOR meeting. for that for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So like it's, it, it tracks. Uh, but I think the biggest thing here is to kind of examine what does, how, how does the rest of the game have to respond if Darius is good? Right. Right. And I think then let's think of the synergies that get better if Darius is better, right? Vanguard, something that we don't really see a ton of anymore. Um, True. You know, Mystics, even if he goes the AP way uh, with yep. his items. So mm-hmm. he being good, you have to have the balance of he's going to be eliminating some comps just based off mm-hmm. of him being Darius, especially in the early game, right? But is the trade off in terms of, is he expanding the options of compositions or is he suffocating a portion of them? Right. Right. Um, that's the real question when it comes to Darius. Mm. I, I think everyone loves a good Darius pop off. You don't like losing to it, but in terms of a viewing experience, it's probably one of the best TFT ever has had. Yeah. Uh, was, was, uh, was, was space jam. And regardless of balance or anything about it, like that kind of stuff is good for the game. So I'm here to welcome Darius protector darius uh you know with a little extra beef uh without you know jarvin being so broken too there's going to be some opportunities to maybe even replace him a little bit later on if you are running protectors so uh, like people were starting to build items on him just like so he could use his old like double war Mm -hmm. mods and bramble vests and stuff uh so with a with a darius what does that mean well sorcerers might get a little weaker you know blah 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 is a meta where darius is good because the only time Darius is in the meta is if he's good. Right. Right. Um, is that healthy? Yeah, I think yes, but we'll, uh, again, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Right. I've got these written down. Another, another angle that Darius can possibly re add or bring back in the meta is roll down comps, which we've seen very little of lately. It's been mm-hmm. much more yeah, like seven, eight, nine focused, for right? Sure. Seven, eight, nine focused or leveling aggressively to get, you know, to get to your your three cost champions, leveling to six aggressively now. Yeah, your yeah. three and four cost champions early, like that's what you want. Where so like, can we open up the door for you know a space jam three star Darius to actually do some damage to these people who are leveling aggressively? Like, is that possible? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this definitely 
maybe creaks the door or unlocks the door maybe. potentially. I don't I know. I think the biggest problem is something that you said already, which is the mana reaver trait. Right. Ever since we lost Cassidy, the mana reaver is just like, it, it's like, it's a nice if you can put a thresh in that comp. Right. Yeah. Because if you <laughs> if you do run Darius, you're going to be running Thresh or uh, really if you if you need it for the Mana Reaver right. thing, because the Mana Reaver trait is actually really nice in my opinion. It's super nice. Um, and and moderately balanced, but taking Caston out of the game, um, and I, I'm stealing this from a player named on Clay, who kind of described this to me, a uh, European player. Uh, just not having that extra Mana Reaver in the game hurt a lot more than just. Darius, right? In terms right. of possibilities, Cassidy created a lot of possibilities right. versus a lot of the carries now taking away possibilities. And I think yep. that's something that we need to continue to think about as we move forward. Is uh, in my opinion, right now, and I could be totally wrong, right? I think having a, a, a team comp like Space Jam creates possibilities mm -hmm. and is easier to find counterplay for yeah. um, than some of the other stuff we have now. Well, and and the, the the problem with Aurelia and Darius is like they don't synergize at all either. Like, are you running Blade Masters with Darius? You you technically can. Same with Cybernetics, you can. There's nothing stopping you from it. But do you want to? No, you never do. Do you want to run? Do you want to just throw a random Aurelia in your Space Pirates comp? I mean, no, you don't. And then yes, obviously you want Thresh, but obviously everyone wants a, a really strong late game five cost unit in their comp. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even care that he has Mana Reaver. That's just added bonus. It has nothing to do with the fact that he has an Mana extra Reaver. guy. Yeah, you know, it's he, just the, he's extra just good, person. right? So um, I, it really feels like you said, not necessarily specifically from Cassidy, but the fact that not it, there's one fewer Mana Reaver. There's one fewer. Uh, lower cost mana reaver, so it's just really, really tough to to pull it off and have it be useful. And then Space Pirate is the most niche, and they've they've touched Space Pirate so many times, and it just never has popped off. In the like, you don't really ever want to run it's, two it's Space Pirate. Later. I'm not a hundred percent sure Space Pirate should ever be something that you like go after yeah. and run unless it kind of like falls into your lap. Um, if you like, for some reason, in your first, you know, couple rounds, you get three out of the four because waiting for the well, game yeah. plank a little bit later is tough. And I'm not even against that. My uh, against that um, opinion, I think I would likely agree because it seems like if it's just force pirates, if that's a really top tier strategy, that is degenerate because it's going to snowball, right? That comp, you get it quickly. It snowballs. It's if it's really good to get. It's going to get better as the game goes on, and then there's no catching up because that you just have literally just more components than your opponent. So I, I agree with that. My problem is that it, uh, Graves can be used to slot into a blaster comp, and you can reasonably play that. Uh, Jace is a good unit in general, but also is a vanguard and can slot in. Uh, Gangplank speaks for himself. Darius is like, ah, my most relevant trait is Space Pirate. So uh, <laughs> that's not a good well, spot to be. And then there are those edgelords uh, that love playing stuff like that, right? And giving them the opportunity, yeah. especially on, a, on something like Plunder Planet. Like, you, you have to scratch that itch, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll, but we'll, we'll talk more about the greater Yeah, it's just like we, and, and like Kasten was such an integral part of Space Pirates. Right. Or not Space Pirates, uh, Space Jam. Yes. Right? To, to just make that work. It was the link holding that power core together. Uh-huh. Without uh -huh. it, it needs to be invested somewhere else. He, it, that's such a great definition of a unit that wasn't necessarily 
outwardly carrying you, but enabled your carry to do just yeah. that. Yep. And Manor Reaver was a treat that did that. And yep. they kind of put all that power into Ezreal in his ultimate and, you know, Thresh and Irelia, if you can get those two in there. Yep. But if Darius was a three cost, I think this would be a lot easier to balance, but he's not. So yeah. uh, now we're here. But speaking of three costs. Yes. Three cost champions. We've got Ash starting mana is going from 50 down to 40. Ash is getting buffed. Uh, Master Yi armor going from 30 up to 50. Master Yi magic resist going from 20 up to 35. Nico starting in total mana going from 25, 100 to 35, 110. And Vayne's attack damage is going from 50 up to 55. Ash is it's get- funny because Ash is a- in the graphic. That is. Um, neither is Nico, but the. Interesting. Ash starting mana is going down. Um, oh, starting I, mana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. starting mana. Okay, so never so mind. That's not guys, a buff. That's um, a nerf. This is still a little bit of a niche build for Ash, but people have started building items on her, uh, specifically uh, Ginsu's Rage Blade and Shojin's in a double sniper comp that can go into Dark Star with Jin a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're just like, oh my God, Crystal Arrow's so good. Yeah. Plus, you get the two uh, split uh, the slash the celestial trait for your mm-hmm. snipers, which is really really nice. Um, yeah. Plus, Caitlyn and Van are both really good item holders, right? So you can kind of just mm-hmm. wait uh, if you want. Uh, so this is good. Ten mana is great, which means that for all of you, <laughs> all of you assholes out there, put the loop <laughs> off on Ash, right? Um, it's gonna mean a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, maybe it's gonna. Ha- get people to invest a third item in her mana mm-hmm. related uh to get to that first cast but it takes five basic attacks with that rage blade shojins i believe to mm-hmm. cast an ultimate um once you cast the first one so this will be a sixth auto attack to start yep um and that's a lot of time especially at the beginning as your right. uh rage blades ramping up how do you feel in general about the like the th- the thought of an infinite casting ash like you get the rage blade and the shojins and like it's gonna take a while to ramp up but once it ramps up it's like unstoppable like casting machine (laughs) um i think that sounds a lot more fun in your head than it does on a board um especially for your opponent uh because when you lose you want to lose either in like a magical way like space jam well it's great magical magical crystal arrow it's a lot of standing still and to be cc like that explosions. is always more is always more frustrating than yeah. it is rewarding. I, I um, yeah. I think in I don't know. I'm I'm I have mixed opinions on it. Actually kind of not. I I'm actually like I don't mind if it's hard to do like if it required having two shojins or something in a rage blade. I'm fine with an infinite casting ash or something to that extent. Well, we got really close to that with Pike. Yeah, with Pike, and um, I mean, we got that with Viger uh, and with uh, with Set to Zed uh, making infinite copies of himself. Like that dream, I like a lot. I think it's a really but, cool thing. But Viger, not CC ability. Um, True. Zed is fantastical, right? And, and Pike, also, five also, cost. yeah, Pike is the closest maybe as a two cost, but also required a frozen heart. 
Right. And you need well, Assassin's you want... Frozen Heart was just broken in general. And then, yeah, 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 and yeah. And again, it's fantastical. It's coming like and staying on the on the board. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. the Ash Arrow, which can definitely blend in sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't think the payoff is as much. There's definitely, I'm not saying it's not there, but it's definitely not the same as watching Darius pop a bunch of pimples, at least for me. No, it's definitely a different, uh, it's definitely a different thing. And now I'll I'll never play Darius again. Uh, (laughs) But um, I just like, not even specifically for Ash, because maybe Ash is a bad example, but like that, that dream. And we've talked about this before, of like I can make this like it's not even necessarily good. It has very little to do with whether or not it's a strong meta thing to do, and more of like I can put put a rage blade and two shojins on X champion, and I can do some crazy thing, and that's fun. That thought or that like dream, that glimmer of hope is honestly, and I don't know if I've, I, I think I maybe I've talked about this before, but that like thought is what initially made me lean towards TFT over regular auto chess or underlords because in those games, the items are at least, and I'm talking about underlords five months ago or whatever. I haven't played or even looked at it since then. Um, The items in that game are just like add 20 damage or like give the thing life steal or like some of the the items had like semi unique abilities, but it was not like like, I have Scotty. Yeah, it was never like the same impact as TFT and the game wasn't like built around the items like TFT is. So being able to alter and like actually have a carry that you are investing resources, a.k.a. items in to a champion and making them not only the the focus of your comp, but better than they normally would be or better than the same version that your opponent has uh, outside of just the, um, the, the, the traits that they have, right? If I have in, in, in underlords, if I have a tide hunter and my opponent has a tide hunter, it's the same unit and it's not doing anything different. Yes. You can have those like slightly different items to give one more armor or whatever, but like, it doesn't really matter that much. Um, but if you have a gin with an RFC or, a, you know, uh, infinity edge and a, um, a, you know, another item and your opponent has a gin with nothing on it, those two gins are drastically different. Right. Um, so, you know that coupled with the like you can make things really really different and do really crazy things whether or not they're good i think is a core um gameplay experience that differentiates tft and to me personally at least makes it more cool and fun than some of the other games so uh, i'll get off my soapbox about that but i i just like, <laughs> I, I mean just it's like definitely it's definitely you're sef- someone that every game like this should definitely be thinking about right that's part of the reason why the items are more impactful right. in, in in tft mm. but there are so many people right and so maybe you'll right. get a certain type of meta where you get to do that right or maybe some other person will unfortunately the way that games life cycles work as the goal is to make everybody happy some people will get left behind. And I right. think people like the experimenters and the innovators in TFT get a little bit left behind more frequently yeah. um, because of the lack of incentive, which again, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about again a little bit later. Yes. Um, but other notable things here, we got some blade master buffs, with master Yi, his armor going to yeah. 30 to 50. That's a really, 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 really big deal. 
um, which means that he's going to get to his ult and do some true damage. Yep. Um, the other big thing here is Vayne attack damage going from 50 to 55. Um, so going Habsies on from that nerf from before. Yep. Uh, big thing earlier too, Lucian got big enough at three. So cybernetics have been having a hard time. And cybernetics, I feel like, has a pretty wide player base. So mm -hmm. we're giving them a little bit of love. Yeah, uh, they're, with getting, some of these they're getting put back. And I like, I really, you know, we didn't talk about it, but the Lucian, I, I mean, 550 damage on that relentless pursuit like that's a that's worth playing now right like lucian i believe lucian 3 got buffed a few patches ago uh somewhere i don't know remember if it was this ability damage or not but like lucian 3 all of a sudden is like looking pretty strong and i feel like lucian and this is clearly just you know confirmation not confirmation by recency bias or some sort of bias where it's like, I feel like I fall into Lucian three way more often than any <laughs> other unit where I'm just like, I have a level two Lucian and then I see two or three in the next shop. And I'm like, I guess I'll pick him up. He's always been like that, which is funny. He was at four cost for like a hot minute, but he was yeah. at two cost twice now. Yep. And um, I think he was always the same way. Just so good at holding items. Yeah. Right. So now you're going to have to, and these are the types of choices that, players should be constantly forced to make in a game right like this which is do i invest in buying more lucians or am i going to wait for my vein to right. tramp up or am i going to wait for echo now because i can invest items on lucian but am i going to sell them right that, that's like a big big thing because the answer to that 100 percent of the time was yes before right and now with 550 relentless pursuit damage i mean that's not nothing right with on yeah. hit effects and stuff that's yeah. going to be a big deal with uh uh i was about to say gunslingers but blasters yeah right it's uh that's gonna matter but you have to get there first you're gonna have to decide as a player yep whether you're gonna push that or not and whether it's gonna be worth it yeah um just like the cybernetic trait i feel like always has been True. um all right are we ready for tier four blevins yes we are i'll go ahead and do tier five as well just to finish it out okay that's cool Jin fourth shot damage going from 350 500 to 4444 Four, 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 four. Um, four, going four, four, four. to uh three four four to four 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 and four 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 so thematic nerfs um is what i like to say about this one no uh, not gameplay nerfs deal. thematic buffs yeah <laughs> yeah gameplay nerfs thematic buffs a little less damage barely less damage at level one yeah um uh, 56 less damage at uh two and the same at three. Yeah. Uh, Jake's I mean, attack speed on first tank down 50, 70, 100 to 50, 75, 125. Yeah, I was joking around with Crowen when that change first came in that she was shooting boogers like mucus out of her gun. <laughs> to talk to low. Um, Soraka wish healing 375, 550, 2000 to 325, 500, 2000. So some nerfs there. And Victor total mm -hmm. mana going from 70 to 60. Jana starting total mana 3100, 2100. Zareth health 750 to 700. Zareth starting mana. 30 to 20. Okay. So a little bit of a hit on Zareth, which is, oh, right, Dark Star. I'm like, that's interesting. I don't remember. Oh, right. He was in the most played composition. Um, so, yes, Jin nerf, Zareth nerf, hitting, hitting more Dark Stars. Yes, I like it. Soraka uh, getting a, the ever so smallest of nerfs. Jinx getting a little bit, I think. Victor getting a 
a buff is a little interesting to me because I think he low key has been really good for a long time and he just gets overshadowed because mm. he's not. Well, it's because in order to put him in, you're sacrificing kind of a lot. Um, yeah, so you're sacrificing synergy. Yeah, you're sacrificing a lot of synergy for like raw damage. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's okay. And that worked when we were running Source Riven with Mech or something. Right. Uh, but now it's just better to go the six source Star Guardian way. It's just better. Uh, now, though, with Star Guardian Victor, though, <laughs> Victor total mana <sighs> going from 70 to 60 means he'll get his first ult off, uh, most likely. Yeah. He's a blue buff candidate, potentially. Mm-hmm. And, um, I get baited into putting blue buff in everybody. I got to like really sit down and really think about the numbers on blue buff. I think before it's, I it's just suggested on most people. Uh, if it's, um, if they have a hundred mana or lower, that's the, that's the raw number. If they have a hundred mana, it's better to put Shojin. If it's under that, it's better to put blue buff. The, there's so, the actual number is not correct, but I guess it also depends yeah, on their attack and, what, speed, Victor, too. Mm. Victor Total Mana is not necessarily mm. like a battle cast buff or like a sorcerer buff. It's a little bit of a mech buff because that's where okay. we're seeing Victor uh, most often is in mech source comps. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I think, I don't know, Victor has been low-key pretty like actually low-key powerful for a long time and i think he's been slept on and as we've seen so many times uh even the smallest of nerfs or buffs will cause the player base to either completely adopt or completely abandon the champ so i wouldn't be surprised if we start to see how strong victor actually is because people will actually play him now because he got buffed and then for tier five, I'm really happy that Janna's getting nerfed. Yes. Just a solid, literally can go into any comp. That ultimate so is good. nutty good. So good. Um, the knockup is way longer than you think. And um, she can get to that ult pretty quickly with uh, the way people are building her now. Um, yep. And Zareth is just getting some basic nerfs um, that are really, really good. And I'm not sure Zareth is the one that needed to be handled here, but... Of all of the dark stars that got touched, this is the one that maybe we could have waited a little while on, yeah. but it should still bring that comp down. Um, also, funny bug fix tiebreaker should now do math properly <laughs> if someone went into overtime. Love bug fixes are always there's always comedy gold. There's always fixes, a funny no one. What. Yeah, um, but yeah, now that we're at the end here in terms of you know things I want to talk about coming up is like. I do want to talk about whether, you know, having two splashes are good. I do want to talk about whether having five cost units that are good individual units mm-hmm. or five cost units that are strong within synergies is really important. Um, and I also want to just t- chat about Mort a little bit. And unfortunately, he's in the position where we have to because he's been having a little bit of a hard time recently. Uh, the community's been a little rough um, and complaining about, I think, some legitimate stuff. So we'll go over all that when we come back. Yes, we will take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing and soccer matches. 
And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker games, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the break. We are uh, now done with the patch notes, so hope you enjoyed those. But we're now going to take a little bit of time here to talk about the state of the game and some specific topics uh, that we've gleaned just over the past few weeks, as well as from these patch notes and in the community and et cetera, et cetera. So, boop. Let's let's uh, start. Why don't you start us off with a uh, topic to to chomp into? All right. Well, why don't we start from the top, right? Which is Mr. Mortdog, uh, the god of TFT. One of my favorite devs that I've ever interacted mm-hmm. with, just in general. Just going to put that out there. Um, and I think he's having a little bit of a hard time. And this is why. Um, recently, the community has been pretty upset about how they've handled patches. Um, the patches have been super swingy over the last month or two mm-hmm. to where you get good at something that you're just going to learn something completely different a little while later. Um, of course, there is that argument of, well, you're a pro. You should learn everything anyway. But we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and then through some interactions on Twitter, um, more mentioned about how how hard is um how just i lost my like how hard it is to be open and honest when right. you do make a patch like this and you feel like you're not changing that much and then one of the comments below is you guys are still changing too much and blah 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 yeah. literally people just aren't going to be happy and they wouldn't we would literally give them a there's just some people out there we would give a gold bar and it's actual gold worth thousands of dollars yeah and they'll be like not good enough it wasn't platinum, right? bro. Yeah, it wasn't platinum. Not my favorite precious metal. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think that's just the type of person that tends to be the most interactive when it comes right. to the vocal balance stuff, right? Uh, but at the same time, I think we're in a in a situation where we're also at a point of like things are happening we've got worlds Mm. coming up we've got competitive tft ramping up with giant slayer running like four tournaments now you Mm -hmm. know what i mean we've got people like team liquid bombing some tournaments trying to work their way up same thing with you know cloud nine has cloud nine didn't um miss the uh the criticism bad either but um yeah yeah what do you think what do you think uh in regards to to more specifically i think there's a couple of ways to look at it the first i think and foremost is that the community i personally think the community needs to like understand and appreciate what we have in mort uh in that there is a reason that a lot of developers aren't as open and public about the things that they are doing. And the reason is us, right? (laughs) Uh, Like we are the reason that that doesn't happen. And more has taken it upon himself because he is a uh, genuinely passionate person 
about gaming and about game design and about TFT and about the community that, you know, his, his MO is if I were, uh, you know, playing a game competitively or I'm, I'm paraphrasing and, and, uh, I'm paraphrasing what he's said specifically. You can watch our interview of more back from the beginning of the year to see what his actual direct thoughts are. But uh, to paraphrase, it's it, if I were playing a game like TFT right now um, as a fan, I would love it if the devs were as open and honest as I am, essentially, mm-hmm. is what he's saying, which I agree. I totally we agree. absolutely and we, love it. We've talked about how dangerous that could be for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at many 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 times right that's just like you open yourself to that interaction you're opening yourself up to this right like and with the way the internet works it's inherently going to be negative right now right there aren't going to be and the the positive feedback is never on the positive feedback is always in response to it's never just given right? right anytime mort gets like any positive feedback a lot of the time it's in response to a negative comment yeah right it's not like oh i like you Mort. right yeah. it's and, and i think that can be really really hard for a lot of people and yeah, just, just um, humans in general yeah yeah exactly and we need to again appreciate it but if he's going to be open he has to understand, which I'm sure he does, uh, that if we don't like what we see, then we've opened up that dialogue, right? right. And some it people is, are gonna does be, go both ways. Yeah, some people are going to be better at talking about it than others, but that's just a decision he made. Um, and that, right. unfortunately, at this point is either, you know what, I'm just going to stop, you're going to get patch notes and that's it, or you're going to stay in this. I don't really believe there is a middle ground anymore, right? It, it is the point of no return in my opinion, when it comes to that. And I hope he stays open because I really do appreciate everything that he does. And the man is a guy, uh, the the guy plays the game he makes, right? Like as someone who has been in the game dev space, like I don't think you guys understand how rare that actually is um, for a dev to actually play that game. Think about it as if you're like a waiter at a restaurant. A lot of those waiters stop eating at the restaurant they work at just because it's always there. Right. right. But his job is literally what brings him joy. And yeah. I think we as a community have hurt that. And that's where I want to be better in terms of us as a community. Yeah. Right. Let's not take the joy out of the game. Right. Yeah. And the- it's it's really important that just because we're not joyful or prideful about it right now, doesn't mean that we have to make sure that they're not having fun because he obviously really likes it. He, he talks to us. He tries to change, you know, we said this comp cybernetics too strong. Well, they gave us dark stars and that might've been the wrong choice. And maybe they responded to Jarvin a little bit too slow, but they're actively always changing. But the biggest problem here is, is when is that an excuse versus like giving them a little bit of leeway? Right. Yeah, I I think there's there's a couple of things at play. One is the just the the way the the channel of communication exists is inherently going to lead to toxic perceptions at best. I think the channel is one to many and many to one, and that many is not uh, homogenous at all. I'm using a lot of I'm using a lot of uh, syllables. Uh, I'm using a lot of syllables and and jargon here, but uh, I promise it's it's for a reason. If so, let's I'm going to make up a, com- uh, a completely uh, unreal. I'm going to make up a, an example here. Don't take it for 
anything uh, that's actually happening. So let's say Mort um, and team, because we're not nece- like Mort is the representative of TFT in a lot of ways. And he represents the the team in general, even though it's obviously not just him, but it he kind of takes it. So it's one one to many. So the team, let's just use Jarvan as an example. Um, the team releases Jarvan uh, two weeks ago, and he's super broken, right? The first, the first uh, either rapport or just comment comes in. Hey, Jarvan's really strong. Okay, that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys pointed that out. We'll look into it. And, uh, you know, we understand that, you know, we, we tested it, didn't quite get there, uh, in our testing, but we see what you're saying and we, we appreciate that. Thank you. Um, now multiply that by hundreds, if not thousands of times, and even an innocuous statement of, Hey, Jarvin is really strong. When you've heard that 900 times, mm-hmm. it stops being less of oh well thank you for your feedback even even if you are being as banal as possible it it is going to feel like a personal attack after 900 times so let me give you a personal example of that so as a caster um i have been (laughs) i've interacted with some awful people um so the and the reasoning is it's like the amount of the little amount someone needs to have to say something like kill yourself is crazy on the internet yeah um basically um i talked a little bit about it a couple weeks ago uh but a lot of people talked about my voice something that like i could not change at that time right i'm still training like when i cast i try to cast down here now you could hear a quality difference right uh but at the same time, it's like, oh, this dude, like this dude's face, shave your face, blah, blah, blah. We as people get that <gasps> them's, all the them's time. Fighting words, by the way. Right? Like um, <laughs> that, you know, I hear shave your face and I'm like, okay, like what, my six hairs that I have on right. my face? Right. And that's fine. But after hearing, oh, this, this kid's voice is so gay. Oh, why would anyone want to listen to this? Right. Hundreds and hundreds of times, right? I almost gave up casting because I thought people just didn't like my voice. And then I like really looked into it, which I shouldn't have. But part of <laughs> part part of me is kind of happy I did. Like, who was saying this? And I realized it was like the same three people. Yeah. Like just kind of echo chambering off of each other on Reddit and in Twitch chat, right? Yeah. Yep. And so, but I almost quit because I just heard it so often, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I didn't. And I had the support of my friends and people helping me with that kind of thing. But um, that stuff hurts. Man. Yeah. And even something like you said, as innocuous as Jarvin sucks, right? It's like yeah. commenting on someone's parenting. Any parents out there, right? When someone's like, you should do this for your kid or your child is behind, right. right? That's like a personal attack. And yeah. that's what you're doing to Mort's child. You know what I mean? Who can't technically defend himself because right. it's a computer. So there, so that that is certainly part of it. Another part is um, like again going to the the channel and the the one to many there there's also the differences in uh, the, the channel is also an expert and implementer and professional to random channel and then random to that so like <laughs> it's it, it's random but also like people who think of themselves as professionals or are armchair professionals right so it's like jarvin Guilty. sucks Jar, jarvin sucks okay and then there's no it's just silence right it's like well how do you fix them well some people make really long and elaborate posts about how they would might fix it and those i think are interesting conversations to have but if it's just like 
Jarvin sucks. You're a terrible designer. <laughs> okay. People what? have forgotten what burden of proof means. And no, I feel like when... people just either never knew or just choose to disregard it. <laughs> yeah, because like when you in debate, right? This is a debate term, burden of proof. Yeah. Uh, you when you say a statement like Jarvin sucks, you are the one that must provide the detail as to right. why the onus or the burden of proof is on you to prove that. Uh, not the other party right. because it's your statement, right? Right. It's unfair for you to go, Jarvin is broken, and then expect the other person to do all the research to just, and you know what I mean, to accommodate 100%. your statement. And um, that's not just a gaming thing. That's a life thing. Yeah. Like, just like <laughs> saying statements thing. like, this is this. And it's like, well, well tell me why. Yeah. Like, uh, just to be frivolous and 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 saying something for the likes and the and the interactions, right? I understand why people do that, and I understand metrics. We're in the world of social media too, inherently in the well, world. And also, people are literally thirteen. That's another thing that, like, like I'm not <laughs> exactly. even saying that as a joke. That that was a thing that actually really hit home for me. Uh, in my like evaluation of how people act on the internet. Cause I'm like, and I, I don't, I don't want to go into a whole thing, but like seeing how this is a really bad example, uh, or it's a really, it's a really horrid example. Um, but people, uh, harassing each other on the internet. Right. And I look at it and I'm like, who would ever say that? That's so stupid. And like, it's such a like trivial, like, you would say this if you didn't know any better, if you were like 13. And then I'm like, oh, wait, these people might literally be 13. And like, that doesn't excuse. <laughs> it doesn't excuse anyone in the process at some point. But like conceptually, if this is your first time on the Internet and your parents never or whomever never gave you that framework of how to act on the Internet or anonymously or show you like give you that responsibility or imbue upon you that responsibility. It would make logical sense why someone might think it all right or just not care or not care about the ramifications of saying something awful on the Internet to someone, because I, as a boomer, 30 year old person on the Internet, I don't. I don't see the value of it to me. I don't think it's funny. I don't think any like I don't understand why someone who is like me would ever do that. But there are people who are literally 13 years old who don't know any better that do this. So and again, I'm not excusing that at all. Um, I think it's on <laughs> us. It's on them and us as a community to educate people in that. I'm, I'm just using well, it as an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 13 year olds can be crazy talented and understand this kind of stuff. I've worked with uh, yeah. a, a 15 year old who had um, like just insane amount of talent in music. Yeah. Right. And I would respect his opinion a little bit more. Um, sure. <laughs> but like we're not saying hey if you're 13 you don't get an opinion right what we're saying is everyone's opinion is valid right but unless you actually tell me what i think i think everyone gets to have an opinion okay yes that, that i'll give you that. everyone gets to have an it opinion. is valid that everyone but if has you an leave opinion. the burden of proof on on the other person there's no reason why we need to respond right. to you right uh, like that, that's just not necessary the, 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 um the <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just want to say this real quick. The thing I, I I I found myself saying the other day actually was I respect that everyone has an opinion. I don't respect everyone's opinion. <laughs> what? Uh, so yeah, and that's the thing about Mort that like is a little bit of give and take, right? Is 
this is a little bit of a dark time. It's not really that fun right now, to be completely honest with everybody, right? I think most people can say. And this brings me to my next subject, which is the reason why. In my opinion, um, even though Mort did say, oh, you know, making such a big patch and then leaving, not a great idea. Yeah, probably. But, you know, you got to take your vacations and this just happens to be where it was. Um, And I'm glad you took a vacation Mm -hmm. because... (laughs) I mean, if you didn't take a vacation, you got this kind of uh, feedback, you might not have been as prepared to deal with it. Um, But the uh, moral of the story is, I was speaking to on Clays again, another, uh, he just won Fight Night Rising uh, Mm -hmm. last week, and he was just like, half the units just suck. Like, just the units suck. There is no, like, synergistic thing that brings them up. It's just there are good units and bad units. And when your five cost units like Jana and Echo can just be put in whatever comp, yeah. right? And inherently makes all of the other units worse that don't go into those comps, right? right? Um, so what do you think of that in terms of balance? Like, because we've had places like where synergies have been a little bit broken, but I, I think I'd yeah. rather that than having just half the roster be unplayable according to the highest level of players. It's a really fine line to walk because the one extreme is what we're in now where it's like, well, I open a Janna, I play a Janna. It's that simple. I don't care what comp I'm running. I can be running anything from star guardians to brawler, uh, uh, blasters like it doesn't matter right i'm gonna play this janna i don't care right um same with thrash less so ergot but you get the point you get the picture old old gangplank was like that old misfortune was like that i'm going to make the room for the five costs and that was a stated goal for this set was we want five costs to feel impactful in any given situation not just the ones where they fit your synergy so i think it as a stated goal, that is a success. Now, is that stated goal a good thing for the game? That's the question we're asking. And I, 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 I'm going to preface this with I don't know the answer. I lean towards I want the five costs to be good. Um, do I want them to do I want the best comp in the game to be as many five costs as I can get? And then whatever leftover like four piece energy Um uh, I'll play that. No, I don't want that. I don't think that's the that that's the correct. Uh, well, that's the most. I don't think that's the most fun thing. Um, but what I don't want is every five cost to feel like Aurelian Soul did a few patches ago, where it's like if I'm not running the most committal of uh, Rebel comps, Aurelian Soul's unplayable. If I'm not an an old like Kale in set one, it's like. If I'm not running, um, oh God, what were they called? Not light nobles. nobles. If I'm not running nobles, kale is just kind of really lackluster. I mean, kale could still be all right, but it's like just kind of a lackluster comp or like what we were talking about earlier in the show is like, uh, nine infernos or six infernos is what I'm going. And I put my horse blinders on and I just pick the inferno units and let me get my Amumu and whatever. I think actually Amumu is probably a pretty good example of like, He's pretty good in general, or maybe even a little bit too good in general, and then also really good in the synergy, right? So maybe I think five cost units should definitely have a little bit of independence, right? In terms yeah. of their power budget, because um, they're expensive, right? Yeah. But I think some of the best, one of the best examples was actually Lux. 
um, uh, back in the day okay. of Rise of the Elements with seven cost and the effect that she would have if you played well as a seven cost unit, right? right? Being flexible because of the elements, but also having an ability that kind of just works right uh but you get enhancements based off of what team comp she was in for example right yeah um i really liked that and i i do think like characters like kale need to come back because the trade-off we got was riven which was like a non-traditional type of carry and it really seems like people want at least two auto attack based carries in the game um if all the going back all the way to set one with jinx draven uh set two with rangers uh and then this set uh with snipers or um you know jinx already getting buffed after getting nerfed right like i would have been fine with less jinx moving on um but we needed to help blasters out but yeah yeah it's it's very interesting it it is and i think it's a fine line to walk and i'm glad that they're testing things out and i think that the community in the community input is important but not the the end all i think like I I have to look at this objectively as a success, like a success in some ways. Like you had a stated goal of we want five cost champions to be playable outside of their synergies. That is a, that successfully happened, right? Now take a you know peel layer back and say, is that a should that be a success? That's a question to find out. And I think there's a really fine line of how strong. Like there's two power levels, right? That you can look at. There's inherent power level, um, and then there's synergy backed power level. Where like Aurelian Soul at times had low inherent power level, high synergy power level, and then they kind of just increase. Like you usually don't decrease the synergy power level; you just increase or decrease the inherent power level. And maybe you need to shift the synergy power level like up way more, and like ha- like. If it's on a 10 scale, maybe the maybe five cost should be a 10 synergy level and like a four or six or something inherent power level where like a six is going to be good. But something like a Wukong who maybe has a five inherent power level or like who has a, a seven inherent power level and like a five synergy power level, you have to make the decision of do I want to play, uh, you know, this Wukong or... Maybe Wukong's not a good example, but you get what I'm saying. Where like you want to yeah. have um, something like a, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like a, like an Inferno unit, which has like a two inherent power level, but like an eight synergy power level. So you have to decide: Do I want to play the five cost, who's a uh, a six inherent power level, versus the um, you know the synergy power level of an Inferno unit that's like an eight or something like that. Um, that was a really long and complicated way of saying uh, of saying what I meant. So I hope that that made sense, but it made sense to me. I think there's there's multiple and I there's think- even more knobs than that to adjust. But I think at of a high course. level, that makes sense. Of, of course, games really come down to a series of choices, right? And yeah. if you provide too many choices, that's a problem. Um, unless you are kind of billing yourself as like a Dota, which is just a hard game. You know what I mean? Right. Like Dota 2 is not trying to say that it's an easy game in any way, shape or form. Right. Right. Like Dota 2 is tough. It's in my opinion, the hardest MOBA. There's so much. You deny oh, your own yeah. creeps. You go after their creeps. Is anyone uh, you can deny your own that? towers. Then you can use like a, a vision thing. And then there's a Baron and Rashan that does other, you know, like yeah. so much. And that's not where TFT needs to be. So that's where I think the balance does. And 
the interaction between characters and synergies is all comes down to choice, right? What kinds of choices and how many different choices do we yeah. want to offer? And I think the kinds of choices we're making right now in this meta just aren't as fun. Um, as they have been in the past mm. um, because the choices are becoming st uh, stale and similar in nature. Yeah. Um, there isn't enough, even if we were to innovate dark stars right now, I think are just too strong. I mean, level one gin, you, you didn't even really need to tier two a lot of these units. If you were able to get all the components, you could top for it. Yeah. Right. And that's just not, a, a comp should never really be that strong to where, Oh, uh, you know what? I'm just not going to innovate because I only even just need the tier one. Right. units you know so it's i think that's where a lot of the issues are plus with the five cost units being so individually yeah. powerful which i really really like i just think we need to adjust that a little bit closer to kind of synergies a little bit more because yeah. then you just make some of the rest of the units not matter as much because they've stated specifically that they want five cost units to be fantastical. Mm -hmm. They want them to be their own thing mm -hmm. that you can kind of plug and play because that's the power budget that they've been given. Yeah. And if they want to do that, then we got to think about synergies and other ways to interact with that just a little bit cleaner or more polished. Yeah. I, I also think even taking back the meta, like going even a step higher, I think part of and again we've touched on it before so i won't go too deep into it part of the like what will make the experience of players lesser or greater is the opinions the stated opinions of streamers and content creators right um and then the echo chamber that goes from that was gangplank the most broken thing ever that one patch maybe uh was there counterplay to him probably was it ever going to be explored? No, um, at least not in a in a a, a, a constructive way. Um, I think part of this is because, again, like we've stated on many occasions now, lack of incentives. Though we do have some now with with worlds and the tournaments, um, it's a separate issue on how those were run, etc. But um, the the other thing is. It is just in general really hard to balance a game. And if we consider each like meta of TFT like a different game, like TFT patch 10, uh, 10 15 will be its own game. It is very hard to balance any game in a way that after playing that game, 300, 500, 1,000, 10,000 a hundred thousand times that it is as fun as it was the first time or as as actually diverse as the meta was the first time you played it right because you're exploring part of the fun of these things is figuring out what's what's good it's 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 a you know something i learned the sort of the hard way because i used to live above a hobby store is we would the, the myself and my roommates who lived at the store and also worked at the store would have people come in and they'd want to play these, these, you know, magic was the big one, but like these tabletop games. So something like settlers of Catan, right? It's a really great gateway game into Euro style games. And I'm sure many people who are listening have played it, right? Well, have you played settlers of Catan 150 times? If you have, then you probably know where I'm going with this, where the game is kind of solved. Um, and it's not fun playing with the same people or even any of the same people or playing with someone who has played 150 times, uh, that game and those games in general, tabletop games are not designed to be played 
150 times. Chess is a really great example of a game that is very, very, very complex and has lasted and is infinitely complex, but it's still very hard to get a good game of chess with random people, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Settlers of Catan and all of those other games, like they're fun because of the variety and they have a lot of options that you can make. But when you play, if you play your favorite game, if you play uh, Betrayal at the House on the Hill, um, which is a, another tabletop game, which I recommend, by the way. It's a really fun game. It's great. It's a great game. It's a great game. If you play all of the scenarios in there and you've min-maxed like, oh, this is the this is the giant snake one. We need to get to here, 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 and here. We need to uh max out on these quests. Or like even if it's even if it's just like I don't know which which scenario I'm gonna be in, it's like I just need to max out agility. That's the only thing that matters. Which that, that the game's no longer fun if one person is just doing that and everyone else is like exploring and finding and you're getting the lore and the feel of the house and you're building and it's super fun to play that game the first time even the first like 30 times you play that game because there's so many different options but if you sat down and if we had online betrayal at the house on the hill and played it as much as tft games are played people would hate that game after a week mm-hmm. it's not fun well- anymore yeah, yeah, I had the same experience with the Battlestar Galactica game. Um, That's a which great is a, game, by the way. Yeah, yeah, which, which is I a game once. that will will ruin your friendships. Um, there is no like, if you ever put tangent, if you ever play Battlestar Galactica, like seriously, make a deal beforehand that like whatever you say during the game, it does not affect anything outside of it. I may I, or may not have ruined a relationship with a former significant other because of that game. Like. Like my <laughs> husband lied to me for six hours and I was <laughs> pissed. It was our first time playing. And basically if you're not uh, aware, someone's a Cylon um, and yeah. they uh, intentionally like, uh, what's the word? Uh, not fabricate. They intentionally like mess up the things yeah. that you're trying to do as yeah. demons as you're trying to get to Caprica. And it's kind um, of like a mafia. Type yeah. Of yeah. Game it's a where, hidden identity game. Yes. Um, where so, the mafia members an alien and is screwing over the and rest of the I, love hidden identity games Same. right They're so very fun. i'm like i'm like all in it it's like three of our first times and my husband john is teaching us how to play and he was a cylon from the very beginning of the game yeah while teaching us how to play and none of us knew it was him <laughs> not not a single one and when he flipped that cylon card over my friend literally got up he's like i I need to take a walk because when you <laughs> when you when you go after something for six hours yeah. and then just get effed over by Cylon on like the last turn and die yeah and that was like the whole plan, man, that can affect your friendship. But anyway, um, even that gets to a point where you played enough times, you kind of understand how it works, yeah, right. And then I don't play for the board game anymore. That's the easy part. I kind of just play to see you know which one of my friends is lying to me right now, yeah. right? Because the politics is nutty. In that it's super game. fun yeah 100 um, percent. yeah and so, uh it, it transfers over to here for like a similar type of well, thing with tft i think uh, which is eventually you just play a lot of dark stars because yeah. that's the best way right now well i think it in magic again is the same way and i think over the years i would imagine if this were a thing that was studied which i'm sure it wasn't if if you uh kept track of like the satisfaction rating of how people are uh, feeling about magic, the gathering like high level events. I would imagine if you asked in 1998, uh, maybe not specifically a, a random year in the early, in the, in the first half of magic's 30 year career, 
I bet the satisfaction rating is probably a lot higher than a tournament player now. Um, and I think it might only be slightly impacted by the actual balance of the cards. I think if if we had the uh, coverage and online capabilities and the production and the um, the promotion of events in 1998 that we do today, I think people would be have been complaining about uh, you know Psychotog decks back then just as much as they're complaining about insert top meta deck today. Uh, I know I'm, we're going off on some jargon for things that people have no idea what we're talking about, but I promise it makes sense. I, I think that it's an inherent thing uh, in games, and it's a really, 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 really hard thing to do. And I think that's why games like Melee and games like Brood War have such accolades is that they got it, uh, at least in some capacity, right? But especially when you're changing a game every week or every other week um, by design, it is really hard to make a game that is completely balanced and fun. And all of this after, after gameplay, a hundred and thousand, hundred thousand and three, right? Especially when there's also the added uh, echo chamber of streamers and content creators and the unwillingness to, adapt and un- not and the lack of uh the lack of uh incentive to innovate so long story short i think it's not it's something that is very hard to avoid and because of that we just you just need to be mindful and cognizant of that as a player that hey um if you are playing tft eight hours a day for two weeks and you're having fun that is a statistical, like, an, not an anomaly because you can have fun doing a lot of things, but like, if it feels fresh after that amount of time, they did something extremely right. Not if it doesn't feel like that, they did something extremely wrong. The inverse is not necessarily true, and I would argue is not ever true, uh, if that makes sense. So I feel like I've been talking for an hour in this last however long I've been on this rant, but uh, <laughs> no, it's, I'm gonna, it's I'm okay. Stop it, it, means it, there. That you're, it means that you're passionate about it, and I think it's worth talking about it because the other big thing we don't have a spectator mode, right? Like eventually, we're just going to stop believing that it exists, or, well, it or that, exist. it, that it that that it gets that it's getting made, right? right. Because there, there's a point where it's like we promise it's coming, we promise it's coming. Like, is Mulan a real movie? I don't know. They keep delaying. <laughs> you know That's what right. I mean? Exactly. 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 I remember them and talking so, about that before Corona like quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, what's going on there? So like same kind of thing with spectator mode. It's like, we know it exists, but eventually it was just like, is this, is this happening? Is Mulan happening? Right. Um, and I think like, that's the type of things that, uh, that give, so much more weighted anxiety to players than maybe it should that might not be as big of a deal to a dev that's kind of like what i'm thinking in in, in terms of that that not having a spectator mode in terms of balance of the game and priority lists for a developer i bet is actually probably mid-tier below right yeah in terms of health for a game's economy because that's almost esports specific right for a spectator mode most Um, people especially if you think about like mobile like how much of it is mobile like they don't care right like who even really cares i mean maybe they do from a like i want to watch my friend play and i don't want to actually play and i don't want to use discord to watch someone play so that's a thing but yeah i would imagine it is probably pretty low priority 
in that mm -hmm. regard. And but for us as people who watch and who want to see our players compete and get excited about Giant Slayer yeah. and all of the stuff, that that spectator mode is it in terms of weight is way heavier for us, right? Arguably like, the heaviest thing for us. Exactly. And so, and I think that's where some of like the miscommunication is, is just what's important for the community just inherently is not going to match what the most important thing dev wise is, needs to be. Right. Right. Because when they are working on spectator mode, uh, just based off of, I don't know how this works, but based off of like man hours and stuff like that, like where they're going to be spread balance might take a little bit of a hit or art might take a little bit of a hit. You know what I mean? Right. So in terms of priorities, I think we as the audience just want to have fun and we want to be able to watch it, right? In mm. terms of on, on its smallest scale. What they need is a working game that can maintain viewership and, and player base right. longer than they feel like that it, it should ever really have had, right? This is already... The fact that it's maintained its viewership on 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 Twitch as as well as it has, yeah, um, and has even grown over the last couple of weeks and months is nuts to me for a game like this. It is yeah. unheard of, and we also have to remember as a community that they're all everything they do is a reaction yeah. for a game like this, and it will always be that way because of the unintended massive success right. that this game had right this was a game mode that didn't take very long to actually put in right and it ended up just taking off because mm -hmm. it was a new genre that is like crack for some people yeah right and um we also have to understand that everything is a reaction and they will inherently always feel behind. And if we could kind of think about it that way, that, okay, they, they have to have a priority list and they can't do everything at once. Right. So if you want to have them adjust the way they patched, well, look, they did. And if you don't like it this way, we could talk about it again, but now shut up for a week because right. we did what you wanted. And right. you, you, you can't ask for a Fabergé egg and a diamond ring. You know, you, you get one for this week and I'm sorry, we're moving on our priorities right. to later, right. right? Because even teachers and a lot of other people need to understand. That's why we have Jira and, you know, it, it pri prioritization apps. Yeah. Right. It's, it's really Jira important. Sucks, by the way, uh, <laughs> our, our priority as a viewer is we want to have fun and what's keeping us from having fun, Jarvan, Darkstar. So that's what we're going to complain about. Right. Um, but we don't know what the team is currently working on in terms of what we might see in a month that might make this game awesome, right? Yep. They're definitely working on set four. They've got to be they are. right now. Um, and they've got to be thinking about maybe adding some new uh, champs, like maybe adding another casted type, right? Like They're not adding new champs to the set. That's uh, th those are the types of thoughts that they have to go through that we right. never really have to. We have to be like, oh, I hope they get a new champs, and then we get to react if they don't. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and that's hard for a game dev. Uh, but again, we're getting close. We've talked about this before with spectator mode. We're getting closer and closer to that line where we are hitting that kind of emergency zone, right? Where eventually it's just okay, we're waiting. We're waiting for the spectator mode. We're waiting for some support right. uh, for tier two and tier three. We're waiting for, um, you know, right to uh, have a little bit of a better hand and helping us with those ladder snapshots so people who deserve to go to tournaments get to go to these tournaments, right. right? And so that's, I think, where I would like to see a lot more change and in, in prioritization from them is just being like, all right, if there's not going to be a spectator mode in like three to six months, just tell us that. Right. That's what I want to know. Like right now we're just getting let on and I'm not very appreciative of 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 that.
Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely hear and, and, and feel that obviously as we've been, I mean, I don't know who has been more of a proponent for spectator mode for as long as we have, but I mean, since the literal beginning, we've wanted it and we've asked about it and uh, yeah, you're right. We have been, yeah, we just had the one year anniversary, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, just be like, Hey, our priority isn't spectator mode. Don't put it in the opening galaxy thing right right like something that's on the horizon or we're gonna work on it after set three right and then not see anything about it either i think yeah. that's the other the other part is you don't know anything about the spectator mode and i know waylon uh who was on here a little earlier mm-hmm. um was like oh i got my friend i'm t- talking to him about it and that's yeah. great but i want to see something yeah i i obviously do as well so yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting time for sure for TFT and for the team and for balancing and for Mort and all that. So definitely an interesting spot to see it in. But I think progress is being made. I think it, it will take a shift on all sides, right? I think it will be mm-hmm. a shift in perception from the community, and, which is tough to... Yep. Yeah. And if I have... Sorry to interrupt, but like the thing is, is if I have faith of any dev that's going to be able to nail it, I really think Mort can right yeah. like i'm not like for for other games right like it's so funny now that i've played it at valorant i actually like overwatch a lot more um and when i when they're like hey we're gonna change this i'll be like i'll see it when i see it right um but like for a game like this i know he's probably currently right now thinking about the balance of the game right and that's something that we will forever be appreciative of yeah. and whether he makes mistakes or not we know his intention is to make it better i don't know these people who are like what are you trying to chill, kill the scene no you're not, like why even ask <laughs> it's like yes i'm trying to work my way out of a job yeah that's like that just is the the nathan fillion gif of the just like I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like i don't like what, i don't understand where this is coming from yes the the person whose uh success and livelihood is tied to the success of the game wants kill the scene of the game are you stupid like that that so that again (laughs) literally might be 13 years old i just have to mark it up to ignorance um so like and things like that so uh, without we're you know we're oh man we're we're pushing two hours here so yeah we'll probably also there are some really awesome little legends coming out take a look oh my god yeah there there are really awesome little legends i only saw the one do you have pictures of the other ones um no just the pangu and oh my my god God. it is so good (laughs) like honestly if not everyone is using this yeah if not everyone (laughs) is using this pangu i'm gonna be a little this is by far it's little top knot like me yeah it's got a top knot like me I um, am still waiting for a bearded little legend, by the way. But um, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't buy any of the last set of little legends because I just didn't they didn't resonate to me. They didn't look very flavorful. But this one. I don't know. Have they announced how to how to get it? Or did they just show the art for it? I think they just showed the art. OK, well, however, it is my wallet weeps. I weep for my wallet. Um but we'll leave it off at that. Let us know. Keep the conversation going in the Discord again. Discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. Um, it's the type of thing that needs to be talked about, and we love talking about it. Um, so let us know what you think in the Discord or on the YouTube, uh, in the YouTube comments, uh, etc. But boop! 
Where can people find you on the internet when you're not here on the show? Twitter.com slash Bubasaurus Rex. No, Shut up. not even not even giving the not Twitch channel anymore. <laughs> I'm so, so busy, dude. I'm so busy right now. Like mm-hmm. I would love I would love to stream. But right now there are some fires that need to be put out. Sure. That sure. we discussed earlier today. Sure. <laughs> but, sure. Yeah. Once those fires are put out, we will. We will we'll begin. You'll begin saying that you're going to stream. Yeah, again. You know what? You know, my husband and my mom <laughs> and my sister all tell me this. I'm a professional starter. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, like I start so well. It's just that like fourth week or that like six months yeah. that I get to you that I need to like physically put myself over the hump. But uh, yeah. I think streaming is definitely part of that. So still I, working. I on. hear you. I hear you. I have the same problem. But you can also find me on the internet, Twitter at the underscore Blevins, Twitch TV slash the Blevins with no underscore um stream the the show on tuesdays there i'm also streaming mostly legends of runeterra so if you want to check that out you can go there but you can also find the show on twitter at lil legends pod discord.me slash legends podcast of course and everywhere that you can find uh podcasts in general and youtube and all that all that good stuff pretty much anywhere that you can find anything uh, media related you can find us and if it, you can't let me know and i'll put us there but that is going to be it for this episode for Boop. I am Blevins, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks when a new patch comes out. We'll be talking about more TFT. We'll see you then.